Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, we have to start with an EBM. An EBM, an emergency broadcast message. Are we ready? Do we have the, oh, there, there you go. Thank you very much. The emergency broadcast message here on the Steve Noble Show. Trying to love my neighbor as myself. Trying to do my civic duty. Just looking out for you. Just looking out for you and yours. I hope you didn't get rid of them. Did you keep your masks? can't believe I even just said that. Okay, that's enough of the siren. It's killing me. Did you keep your masks? Yeah, those are the masks I'm talking about. The N95, the bandana, the cheapo blue one that you could buy in a box of 100 for like $29, whatever it was. Did you? Can you believe this is even a topic again? That we're even talking about this. And Pope Fauci, our main man back in the news, talking about Masks and uh, the suggested, not a mask mandate. We would never do that. But uh, the CDC, not require, can't require, can't mandate it, but uh, strongly suggesting it. And then of all places, this is funny, on CNN, he gets confronted. <laughs> like, what? what's happening in this upside down world? Welcome back. This is Steve Noble. I'm being completely serious. If you're looking at the uh, studio today on Facebook Live or Rumble, we've got it lit up in all blue and red as in as an emergency emergency. And so uh, that that's kind of where this is going right now. And now you've got Jill Biden, who's got a cold, but we call that covid. And so uh, Joe Biden, the president. uh, Now has to be wearing a mask himself. But an interesting thing (laughs) happened on the way to the mask party for Joe Biden at a at a, an a press event earlier today. So I want to play that audio because it's really pretty funny and pretty telling. But I want to start with this three-minute clip of, uh, of Fauci talking to the CNN host. And then I want to open up the phones today because this is just like cathartic. Maybe you just need to say something about the, even them talking about bringing back mask mandates and some colleges are doing it. Some businesses are doing it. Some schools are doing it. So some school systems out in California that are bringing back mask mandates for children. So uh, if they start telling you to mask up again, the store, the Harris Teeter, the bookstore, the coffee shop, your kid's school, uh, what are you going to, what are you going to do about that? How are you going to handle it this time? And if last time, especially if last time you complied and you were like, okay, fine. Uh, is that no longer an option for you? You're just so done with it. You're so over it that it say, hey, the, listen, Steve, last time I played along this time. No way. I'm going to disobey all the mask mandate stuff. If they go down this road again, which I can't believe we're talking about. Uh, so if you want to call in and, and talk about that, we're going to unpack that today. And, and maybe this is just therapy and we all just need to kind of <laughs> to talk through it again. That's fine. 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-348-7884 or 866 866- 34 Truth. Uh, let's play this one real quick. This is uh, Fauci on with the guy at uh, uh, CNN just the other day. Go ahead. Totally understood. There is a perception out there by many, how many I don't know, that they don't work and that the data concludes that they didn't work in the first go round. Respond to that on masks. 
Yeah, well, that's not so. I mean, when you're talking about at the population <laughs> level, that the data are less strong than knowing that if you look on a situation as an individual protecting themselves or protecting them from spreading it, there's no doubt that masks work. Different studies give different percentages of advantage of wearing it, but there's no doubt that the weight of the studies, and there have been many studies, indicate the benefit of wearing masks. Listen. I'm going to refer to one of them. You've heard about it before. I heard about it from a number of radio callers. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its it's conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference, he told the journalist Mayan Damasi, full stop. But wait, hold on. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. When you took at the broad population level, like the Cochrane study, the data are less firm with regard to the effect on the overall pandemic. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about an individual's effect on their own safety. That's a bit different than the broad population level. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. 2020. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. Okay, so <laughs> I used to do this all the time. Would the real Dr. Fauci please stand up? Like, where's the truth here? And so you've got I, I'm going to pick this apart when we come back. And then there's another clip of him talking about, uh, you know, hey, we're not going to mandate anything, blah, 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 blah. So three different occasions in 2022, he's like, the record's going to show we didn't mandate anything. And then we're going to go back to 2020 when he, in fact, said, yeah, we need to shut the whole country down. All right. And then I want to play the clip of President Biden earlier today, basically laughing off the whole thing, although they're making him wear a mask now because Joe Biden has it. And now there's the talk again of this new variant. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday. It's kind of funny. Uh, Rod Serling, this meme I saw that's like, isn't it amazing? The intelligence of this virus that every time a presidential election rolls around, it it comes back and rears its ugly head uh, to get involved. And so it's bizarre. But my question today for you is how are you going to handle it? If this starts spreading again, and I'm I'm not talking about the covid virus, I'm talking about the whole mass thing. Are you going to handle it differently this time? Would you approach it differently this time? Are you going to comply? You're going to blow them off. 866 34.
We... Yeah, that's some pretty chill music, but I'm sh pretty confident most of us, if they start playing the masking game, are not going to be that chill about it. So my question for you is, will you play it differently this time around? It is getting some traction right now. You watch the president of the United States, which will play this clip in a few minutes, which is kind of funny. And there's some schools around the country. There's some elementary schools and some school systems in California that are going to go back to mask mandating uh, because there's a little blip here and there. We talked about a week ago. They're like, oh, uh, you know, uh, hospitalizations for COVID in North Carolina are up significantly. And you go, OK, up from what to what? And define significant. That's where you got to watch the language of all this stuff. So when we played this clip of Fauci on CNN just the other day, and the CNN guy hit him with the Cochrane study, which is just this huge study that just came out recently that's saying that's randomized, which most of the studies they were referring to before were not randomized. And you just have to listen to what Fauci is saying. He's talking about uh, the guys pushing back on the mouth, the, the, the efficacy of wearing masks, which we know if you're paying any attention at all in the last several years, that they didn't work. So Fauci's working his way around that because like a lot of narcissists, he's, he's never going to admit that he was wrong about anything. So he's talking about, well, that's a that's a pop at the population level. Uh, it's less strong. But at the individual, uh, the individual protecting themselves, trying trying not to get other people sick, then it's it's much more effective there. There are different percentages. Now, think just for a second, like this. Welcome to Noble You with Steve Noble, your teacher. And this is what I do with students all the time. I'm like, OK, just stop for a second. Let's just let's try some critical thinking here for a second. If masks don't work at a population level, a pandemic level, if they don't work at that level to stop the spread, they really don't have an effect. Then how can you turn around and say, but they do work at the personal level? If they worked at the personal level, then, of course, that's going to extrapolate out and have an effect at the population level. But if it's not working at the population level, how can it logically work at the personal level? It can't. Now, you can have some individual cases, which is what we should have done. Sorry to take you. I know I'm triggering people right now. That's what we should have done instead of having a. And we talked about this with the uh, professor in the medical school down at Bob Jones University a few weeks ago. He's like, when it comes to pandemic response. You're not looking at the whole population. You you identify who's actually, wait for it, susceptible. Well, that would be older people, people with certain conditions, obese people, which we have a massive problem, no pun intended, in this country. And so th there's, your, there's your critical population. That's who you have to actually worry about, but not everybody else. That's just good science. That's regular public health. What this is is politics. Right. So my question for you, and I'm going to go through some of these other things. My question for you is, are you going to play it differently? If this mask mandate starts to grow again, the schools, the stores, are you going to play it differently this time? Will you approach it differently? Will you be a little more strident and a little less maybe passive? That's my question. If this starts to take off, which don't be surprised if it does. And regionally, it's, it's not going to be nationwide like it was before, at least I don't think. But regionally, it certainly could be. And that'll be based on. Uh, the color of your state, largely, red or blue. But will you play it differently? If this keeps going, will you play it differently? Are you going to be a little less cooperative, a little less, shall I say, neighborly than you were last time? 866-348-7884. Seriously, I, this is a serious question. I really want to know. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Because last time I was really upset at first, 
and I'm I'm not playing along. And then after a while, I got tired of it. I'm like, fine, I'll put on the stinking mask as soon as my toe crosses the threshold and I leave Harris Teeter. I'm ripping the thing off my face. At this point, personally, I'm just going to, if they try it, I'll just ignore it. I'll just walk in. I won't say anything. If they engage me and try to talk to me, I'm going to say, there's no decent studies. There's no decent science backing this up. Unfortunately, you guys are either playing politics or fear. I don't have to play either. And so please leave me alone. I'm going to, I'm going to be a part of your store. I'm going to spend some money here, but I'm not going to play that game. And I'll just keep walking. You know, passive resistance. Will you play it any differently? How would you play it? Will it be different for you if this goes anywhere? 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Especially if you were you were compliant last time. You were, And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying last time, yeah, I, I, I pretty much went along with it last time. And this time, no way. And then why? That's that's my question. 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four, or eight six six thirty four. Truth, pretty quiet out there, so would love to hear from you. Okay, let's go to this other clip. So this is three things from Fauci. Two last year, twenty twenty two. So listen to what he denies, and then let's go back to actual real time in twenty twenty and look at what he does. There's what I say and there's what I do. All right. So this is Fauci. Got that one ready, Josh? Okay, play that one. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Uh, And that was a very difficult decision because I knew it would have serious economic consequences, which it did. First of all, I didn't recommend locking. Okay, so you got 2022, 2022. I never recommended locking anything down. 2020, yes, I recommended locking the whole country down. But I knew it was a serious deal. It was going to have serious economic impacts, really, just that. Economic, social, learning, educational, fear, control, power, all of it, which is exactly why they did it. All right, you got spiritual forces of darkness in there. You got human depravity in there. And you got your basic power and control grab of the progressive Democrat world who wants to just control everything because they think you're, they're, they're doing you a favor. That's their virtue signal. It's the biggest virtue signal in the history of the world. I can save everybody. We're, I'm like the savior. And you're too stupid to figure it out, but I'm not. So I'm going to save everybody. And, and that, that I need more power and more control to do that. And I pat myself on the back because I'm, I'm the hero of this whole thing. Didn't lock them down. Didn't shut down anything. Yeah, I, I told the president we need to shut down the nation. And so that this is going to be like, if you're a January 6th person, they're going to throw you in jail. Just like the Proud Boys guy that got 21 years. More than your average rapist, child molester, all kinds of stuff. But he's going to jail for 21 years. That's federal. There's no parole. The only way he gets out of that is if he gets pardoned. Uh, but then Fauci getting away with everything. All these people are getting away with everything. It's insane. I asked the question, by the way, a couple minutes ago. Uh, what's your guess on how much Dr. Anthony Fauci is worth, his net worth? Okay. Now that he's retired. Uh, guesses are mostly between... Uh, there's a 200 million, 10 million, 3.2 million, 50 million, 1 billion. That's way too high, but I appreciate the sentiment. 50 million, 3 million. Uh, Forbes estimates Dr. Anthony Fauci's net worth to be $120 million. <laughs> $120 million. Can you imagine? pretty amazing 866-348-7884 let's go to ryan real quick ryan thanks for calling go ahead real quick 
Hey, Steve. You asked, uh, you asked how I would handle it if this whole lockdown came back and mask mandates and all that good garbage, right? Indeed. Well, what I'm looking at is when the last this last mask mandate came out, number one, I hated this mask thing. Um, I've got nasal issues, so even trying to breathe without a mask isn't my favorite thing to do. But I did find myself having to comply just in order to continue participating yeah. in society and economy. Yeah. So I started, I do a lot of biblical research and stuff. I love apologetics. I started looking into it, and I had to come to the conclusion as a Christian that it was, you know, I have to submit to the authorities unless they're requiring me to do something that right. goes against Hold God's that thought, will. Ryan. I'm up against a break. Just hold that thought. I'm going to put you on hold. Submitting to the government authorities. Maybe you're... Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Hey, I want to get Ryan back on here so he can finish his thought. And that's one of those things that is a challenge going back is we had this struggle about render under Caesar what is Caesar's to submit to the governing authorities. Paul's telling us that. Paul's talking about submitting to the governing authorities. He's not talking about submitting to the Biden administration or the Trump administration. At the time, he's talking about submitting to Nero, who hates Christians and is persecuting Christians all over the place. Okay, that that's that's who Paul is talking about. Like when he says, Timothy, we need to pray for those in authority over us. Uh, You want me to pray for him? Uh, Nero? No, thank you. Uh, Yeah, especially need to pray for him. So Ryan was going down that road. I appreciate you holding Ryan. Sorry to have to do that to you. But thanks for your patience. Go right ahead. Because I think a lot of people were struggling with the whole, do I have to submit to the governing authorities thing? Well, Steve, you made a really good point there with uh, submitting to Nero. It's not just, uh, it wasn't just submitting to a, a, pseudo-democratic governmental system. It was submitting to a man that was literally sautéing Christians alive in a 10-foot sauté pan. So, I mean, the, what I end up going with is if they're not going to tell me to do something that is anti-biblical and against God, then I can stand against it, but I don't believe I'm going to have the Lord's backing behind it, and therefore it's not going to have any fruit or any effect on the edification of the church or the kingdom of Christ. Now, if it's something that I'm standing on God's will, I'm standing on the Word of God, and I mean, I can go down the Paul Road, they they can martyr me for it, but it's going to have an effect, and it's going to have a massive effect. So I end up finding myself this last time, and then again this time if it happens, I will try my best to find those few businesses that aren't going to require a mask, yeah. and they're going to get my business. Um, on the rare occasion that I have to go to a business that is going to require me to wear a mask, well, that's their private establishment, and... If I invite somebody into my home and say you have to take your shoes off the door, right, they're more right. than welcome to leave with their shoes on, or they can take their shoes off. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's back in the day. That, yeah, that's back in the day where the sign outside the door said "No shoes, no shirt, no service," and you have a right to do yes. that. Uh, I just think it would be interesting to if if people were much more willing to comply last time, uh, I think we would expect to see a lower level of compliance just out of frustration. And now there's enough studies now that you could actually show up at Harris Teeter or whatever and hand them a study and say, listen, this it's been proven now that masks had no effect on the pandemic overall. They didn't get anything done. They didn't help anybody. Now, now there's an interesting angle here with you, Ryan, because did you say that you, you did have some kind of a sinus condition that can be an issue? Oh, yeah. When I put a mask on, like I, I own a construction company. 
Okay. And I've got to wear a mask when I'm standing drywall. But I'll tell you what, I can barely breathe with it on. Yeah, so for some people, this would be an interesting take when we are commanded to love your neighbor as yourself. The Lord never tells us not to love ourselves. So we're to care for ourselves because I have human dignity and I'm made in the image of God just as much as you are. So that's why we don't abuse ourselves. So in the case of you're asking me to do something that I believe is going to harm my health, you are a steward of your health. And at that point, now you've got another biblical uh, direction to go as opposed. okay, the government, I should submit to the governing authorities as much as possible. But now you're asking me to do something that my conscience is telling me. And I believe in this particular circumstance, Scripture is telling me you're not going to you can't force me to violate my own health. I'm not going to do that. And so now this is where I think differently this time than last time, Ryan, certainly for myself. Uh, I think if we ever have to go down this road again, that I think for us as Christians, I think all of us on both sides of the issue have to have a lot more charity and grace for one another because we had all kinds of division inside the church as a result of this. subject. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that was the whole point of it. Oh, absolutely. You know, the devil loved that. He didn't even have to do much. And and the government loved to see the divided church because we know that evangelicalism is 95% for conservatism and against liberalism. So it's very convenient. And there's, and there's a lot of levels there, but certainly charity, I think, is a big deal. And, and we have to grapple with it scripturally, obviously. But I really appreciate your input, Ryan. It was a great call. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for talking to me. All right, man. No problem. Have a great afternoon. And that's uh, what do you I mean, you have to reason through it. But the charity side, I mean, that, that got pretty ugly, didn't it? 866-348-7884. If you want to chime in on this, I know I know we're back and triggering it's frustrating i get it but they're talking about it again and if it's on the radar screen for the federal government it's on my radar screen and so that's why i just i'd rather talk about it now and have a conversation about it way in advance if it does come back depending on where you live what institutions you might be at schools that kind of stuff 866-348-7884 would you approach it differently this time if the mask mandate world uh, came back and collided with your world 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. And like my call with Ryan, we worked through these things. Come let us reason one to another. And that's the way it goes. Somebody that didn't sound so reasonable this morning uh, was the president of the United States. So he's walking into a press gig. And, you know, Jill has COVID because all of her booster shots and all of her vax and all the other stuff. Actually, now there's some studies that show the vax make you actually more susceptible uh, to the newer strains of COVID, which is just ripe with irony. Uh, but Biden's now supposed to be wearing a mask all the time, right? Because Jill's sick and he's the president, blah, blah, blah. So this is him. It's a pretty short clip. It's about 17 seconds. Walking into this big press thing. It's in the White House. And he doesn't have a mask on. He's supposed to, but he doesn't. So listen to this. Let's play this one. Lord, buddy. Let me explain to the press. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board, but they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, I got to keep wearing it. But don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you for that moment of uh, uh, mental cognizance and sharpness and honesty and truth. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got tested. I'm fine. Clear across the board. Let's play that again. That's just so much fun. I just want a little fun. Let's play it again. Pull it up when you can. 
and uh, and and just he's like, don't tell him. You kind of just did, sir. I mean, President of the United States. Good morning, buddy. Good morning, everybody. He comes in. No mask. Keep going. You ready? Lord, buddy. Let me explain to the press. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board. But they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, I got to keep wearing it. But don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. <laughs> okay, you're going to want to find that clip for yourself. And I, it's, a bunch of, it's all over Twitter. You can find it on Facebook, whatever. And you're going to want to screen grab that one. And you're going to keep it on your phone. Just in case. Just in case you might have an interesting conversation one day and you can bring that up. I'm going to go back to Fauci because this is where we all need to uh, increase our level of discernment, skepticism, how we listen to things. Because we're all being manipulated. We're all being sold. Welcome back to Noble You. I talk about this with my students all the time. So you have to be really discerning. You have to really listen to how people are explaining things to you, what they're saying to you, what language, what words they're using. So I want to plow back through a couple of things that when Fauci was getting pushed by the CNN guy, how he was handling that. Because this is the emperor has no clothes and you have to be willing to. First of all, you got to recognize that. Second of all, you got to say, OK, this is bogus. And here's why. It's critical thinking skills. OK, it's like so the Socratic method. We're going to ask a bunch of questions. We're going to really dig. Uh, but if you want to chime in on this, 866-348-7884. Very quiet out there kind of surprised by that because I think most of us have an opinion on the mask situation and how you would handle it if it comes back around again. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. So Fauci gets confronted by the CNN guy with the big study, Cochrane study, which is, a, which is randomized. Okay, so it has to be randomized. That way you know that it's actually kind of more like a blind study. It's like a good poll. So a good poll has got to accurately represent the, the culture that you're trying to poll. So I don't care what uh, eligible voters say about the next election because an eligible voter isn't a likely voter. I don't even care what registered voters say. I only want to hear from likely voters. Actually, let me hear from people that I know have a history of voting. Then I'll listen to that. So then you got to, when you hear all these studies coming out, you go, okay, what kind of study is this? So the Cochrane study has all kinds of weight. Okay, and it's one of the head epidemiologists in the country that's talking about it. And he's like, there's no evidence, full stop. Even the N9, N95 makes no difference. It's all bogus. Those are all bad studies. So Fauci, and this is one of the reasons why he's worth $120 million, because he's not an idiot, is like, okay, well, at a population level, that, that they may be less strong. But at an individual level, just think, I said this earlier, just think logically for a second. If it doesn't work at an individual level, it's not going to work at a population level. And the reverse is true. If you can't stop the spread of COVID all across the country, all around the world by people wearing masks, then why do you think it's going to work for individuals? The only individuals that might possibly work for is if they have really serious, uh, like asthmatic type things, really serious. But for most of us, it was just virtue signaling and fear and compliance with no truth behind it. And as a Christian, we should strive to operate within the truth. So when something is verifiably false, that's a lie. And whose natural language is lying? Oh, that's right. That's Satan. So when we buy into that, we're kind of coming alongside. We're jumping in his boat. Like, hey, you're lying, deceiving, because you want to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. I'm going to go down the road with you on the lie, which makes other people more susceptible to the lie. And now you're spreading Satan's disinformation, which is a problem. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back. I've been waiting on a war since I was young. 
I'm sorry, ma'am. You can't come in here without a mask. Uh, sir, you're going to need to put a mask on before you come in the store. I mean, sorry to trigger you, but that's what we're talking about today because that's, there's rumblings out there. Fauci's back on the news. He's CNN and other places. There are a few businesses here and there, a couple of universities here and there, a school system out in California that's reinstituting a mask mandate. And are you going to handle it a little differently this time than you did last time a few years ago, a short three years ago? We were in the middle of it in uh, September of 2020. Boy, wasn't what a wild year. I love talking to my students about that, 2020. It's a place in a world history book. It's a place in a U.S. history book eventually. And uh, that was just just to go back to that. I mean, you had you had COVID, then we had George Floyd, which gave birth to BLM, and then we had the whole election coming up that fall and the shutdown and the masking and everything else. What a psycho year it was. Well, you'll handle it a little bit differently if they try to run us down this road again in 2023-2024. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Steve, thanks for calling in and holding. Go right ahead. Good afternoon, brother. How you doing? Oh, it's that Steve. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Yeah. You had, you had to know I had a little smile on my face when you started talking about people with asthma, so here's how it goes. <laughs> I've got COPD, and if wow. you wear one of them masks, let me share with you, you can't breathe. So I thought it was a little counterintuitive that they're saying, hey, wear the mask, you won't get the COVID, but you'll end up dying of asphyxiation <laughs> because you can't breathe through the mask. How did you How did you handle all that back then? Because it was all over the place, bro. Well, the funny part was, is in my business, they deemed me as an essential guy. I went, and, and I didn't really wear the mask all that much, because you can imagine I've got a, a little bit of a Christian rebellious spirit, knowing the real deal with this thing all the way around. So most of my clients really didn't give me a hard time with it. Some did, and, and I would wear it. Uh, how you doing? I would wear it if need be. But, you know, I tried to be as, as cordial with everybody as I could, but by and large, through those times, nobody was working, so they were happy for me to come provide the service of which I did, and uh, nobody really gave me that hard a time with it, but uh, it, it's just one of those things, man. Um, I realized it was what it was, and most people that I saw, even though they were wearing the mask, it was around their chin, which I thought was funny <laughs> as well. Yeah. How did you handle, so, uh, like within the Christian community, our community, how did you handle uh, the divide there? Because there was plenty of divide where masking don't mask then we got into the the shot and everything else but it, it got pretty ugly there for a while what was your experience just inside the body of christ when it came to the whole masks and the mandates and all that mess well i'll be honest with you it's still there to be honest with you and yeah. and some people are still in the same camp so for me i learned a lot what helped me to grow spiritually and mature with this thing is grace because i was on one side it was some people were were died in will and the other and in the end it ends up that our side well my side i'm not gonna say our side but the side I was on, it was, was ferreted out to be true, and everything we told was a bill of goods that was a lie. And you have to have you know, grace with your brothers and sisters yeah. because um, at one time I was blind, and then I could see. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was really tough because it went right down, as you were mentioning, on my memory banks about 2020. And also, it wasn't just about there. It was on the same side. It was the mask, the shot, and where you were at politically on one side or the other because they yeah. kind of coincided, yep. you know, wearing the mask, getting the shot, and who you're voting for. So for me, I was all on the correct right side of it, as it were, um, more so. And, and then now it's really helped me out with having more grace for my brother. So I thank God for taking us through that 
because as in the Bible study fellowship we go to, don't waste your suffering. So yeah. what is God trying to teach us as he's taking us through this? And for me personally, it was having grace for other people, even though you knew in your heart that they were wrong and you couldn't tell them that. And they were just where they were going to be until it all came out in the in the end in the wash. Yeah. And it did from the studies like that you have shared. And these people aren't just your, you know, your regular studies. These are studies of people who are credible and they have to admit that they were wrong. And it's yeah. hard. So you have to give them mm-hmm. grace and you can't laud it over anybody. You just have to love them and then say, hey, look, this is what we learned from the last time. How do we use it moving forward? So that's a great question. Thank you for asking it for me. I've just learned a whole lot more grace than I didn't have yeah. before. Yep, that's right. And that was a great example for all of us. And hopefully we've uh, progressed in that regard. Steve, great to hear from you, my friend. Have a great week. Hey, buddy. See ya. All right, pal. See ya. And and that's that. That's that. That's a great landing spot right there, which we can contemplate that as we finish up the show today. And that's go into your own experience from whether it was when COVID started, then 15 days to do this, 30 days to do that, then essential and non-essential shutting down churches, George Floyd, BLM, daytime protests, nighttime riots, uh, how that ferreted out inside the church, inside the local church. I dealt with that uh, locally here with churches we were at, and uh, I, I, I felt I was justified in some things. I overstepped and showed no grace or restraint in other things. It's a little different for me because I have a platform, and, and I've met with some people and asked them to forgive me for that as I've looked back on it. And to Steve's point, you know, that, that's what are we going to divide over? How many hills should we die on as Christians? If it's not salvific, I ain't dying on that hill. So like some people will say, well, okay, let's, I'm going to die on the hill in the age of the earth and the universe. Okay, I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm happy to talk about it, take a position on it, debate it. Okay, fine. Let, let, let's, let's talk about the quote-unquote scientific record. Let's talk about Scripture's claim of six days. Let's look at Genesis. Let's look at language. Let's look at things that you can take figuratively, things you take literally. Okay, and we can have a vigorous debate on that, but I'm not going to break fellowship with you uh, if you're convinced that the earth is three and a half billion years old, and I'm not. Well, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. You're a compromiser. Th- that's not salvific. There are a few Christians here and there that say that's salvific, that if you don't believe in a literal six-day creation, then you don't believe the Bible. And if you don't believe the Bible, you can't possibly be a Christian. And to that person, if that's you, I'll ask you personally, how much theology do you have to have right in order to go to heaven? That, that's, a, that's a really powerful question. I don't even know where that came from originally. I've, I've used that one for years now. How much theology do you have to have right in order to go to heaven? I don't know. Ask the guy in in the middle. Ask the guy on the cross when you meet him. Hopefully one day in heaven. I know he's there. I don't know if you're going there. Unless I know you personally. and Then maybe that's different. But ask him. Hey, hey, bro. Uh, Pre-trib? Mid-trib? Post-trib? You know what he's going to say? Huh? What are you talking about? Uh, How's the earth? Uh, What do you mean? (laughs) Like, how old is it? Was it six days? Is that literal six days, bro? Or, or what's up with that? Uh, I don't really know. Well, then how'd you end up here in heaven? Right? So there's that grace thing to Steve's point. Steve, thanks for calling in and sharing that. And, and ho- hopefully that's one of the best lessons we learned 
from going through it. And whether they come back with this with the mask mandate again or not. Uh, I like a boycott more than a boycott. I want to I want to reward places that are logical and don't just follow a narrative and out of fear. And so you choose where you can go. Uh, I, I'll be less compliant this time because I don't want to buy into and propagate a lie because now you're playing in Satan's territory there. But the grace thing, just think about it in your own. I saw this at a church level, at a family level, at a small group level. I saw it all across the body of Christ. And, and, and I am not innocent at all on this deal in terms of what we thought of one another. Sometimes you said it more often than not. We probably didn't. How, how we felt about one another, who you chose to hang out with and not hang out with, how you looked at people, what church you went to. It affected all that stuff. Now, there's a place to be critical when it's uh, discernment and wisdom. There's a place for that. There is a time to leave a church. I don't, I don't think you go down with a ship. I'm, I'm less of a Puritan. I'm more of a separatist. So sh do I think you should stay in the United Methodist Church? Only if one's leaving the denomination. Do I think you should stay in a PCUSA church? No, get out of there. Should you stay in an Episcopalian church? No, get out of there. They're selling their souls down the river and rejecting the authority of Scripture. Okay, get out. And, and you might leave a church for a time. Okay, this is a whole other subject, but... Grace, grace, God's grace, right? Do you have that song, that hymn playing through your head? Grace, grace, God's grace. And that uh, hopefully is, is where we're going to land. The fruit off that bitter tree of that whole year, especially 2020. But 2021, it's more grace for one another because to Steve's point, I mean, that, hey, Lord, he, God's sovereign hand allowed the whole thing, all of it. Fauci, Trump, Biden, God's fingerprints are on all of it. That's sovereignty. That's providence. Okay. The whole of human history, think of it as a big chessboard and every piece, man, woman, child, king, kingdom, nation, tribe, all of it. They're all pieces on God's chessboard. He has a meta narrative, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. It will come to pass and everything's going to fall into that however he wants it to fall into that to accomplish his will. That's the deal. So when you look back on it, it's not like I don't want to ever go through that again because that's kind of, I know what you mean. But the Lord's like, hey, uh, I'm behind everything. So the question is, what do we do with that? And I love Steve's answer. Grace, more grace. We all need more grace for one another. That is not selling truth down the river. I would never say that. John chapter 1, verse 14. Jesus full of grace and truth. And when he was asked about being the king, he was, for this reason I was born and this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth. And there's more truth than just the gospel. It's all truth. Primarily it was the gospel, but we testify to the truth. But grace doesn't override that. Truth doesn't override grace. They operate together. 100, 100, full of grace and truth. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow at Theology Thursday. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.